This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays, wherever you may be across this great nation or this great land. We have got an absolute bevy of stories to dive into. The Super Wild Card Weekend, six different games went down. Uh, we've also got Alabama-Ohio State tonight to finish off the college football playoff uh, and to finish off the college football season. We got Doug Peterson fired by the Eagles, Big Tech, uh, and all of the issues associated with that. And Andrew Cuomo, the patron saint of lockdown Corona Bros, has now come out and announced that he opposes lockdowns. Oh my, how the world twists and turns. We will get to all of that. But right off the top, I want to tell you, go sign up. we got a couple of incredible offers for you in Alabama, Ohio State tonight. Listen carefully. If you are a gambler, even if you've gambled at FanDuel before, you can get a $50 bet down on Alabama as an even money winner. That means you get basically plus eight and a half points because Alabama is an eight and a half point favorite right now. In other words, listen to me carefully. You go to fanduel.com slash clay. Even if you've bet before, I tested this myself. I got the bet in. $50 bet down, Alabama even money. If you have never bet before on FanDuel, $5 wager will win you $125 tonight. Let me repeat that. A $5 wager wins you $125 tonight. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Let me repeat that. FanDuel.com slash Clay. All right, let's talk about Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, First of all, I want to point out that the Corona Bros are out there unable and unwilling to actually support the idea that we finished the full season and there were zero health-related issues that there were zero health-related concerns. Sports Illustrated, cover story. The cover story with everything going on, the college football season that nearly didn't happen has reached the championship game. Was the long slog to get here worth it? If we had to go through this again and do it again, I'm not sure everybody is signing up. That's Sports Illustrated. Uh, How about our good friend Dan Woken at the USA Today column? As college football reaches finish line during pandemic, was it all worth it? That's USA Today. How do all these Corona Bros end up with the same talking points? How do they all end up making the same arguments that they have been making since May and June and July and August? Yes, the college football season was worth it. The players voluntarily opted in. So did the coaches. They wanted to do it. Remember hashtag we want to play with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields? They didn't have to play if they didn't want to play. It was 1 billion percent worth it and there were zero, zero serious hospitalizations, zero deaths. 
Zero super spreader events traced to any college football stadiums. Not only did we complete an entire season especially in the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 but we managed to do it with almost zero significant health-related concerns. Yes, it was worth it. And you were wrong if you were a Corona bro and said this wasn't possible to do. I fought hard for the Big 10, for the Pac-12, for the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 and all the minor conferences too. The MAC, the, the WAC, all of them to play. Mountain West, Conference USA, Sunbelt, all of them I wanted to play and they 100% got it done and it was worth it. Now, what do I expect tonight? I expect for Alabama to win the game but the number seems steep to me. Right now, Ohio State plus 8.5. I think the value is on the Buckeyes. I also like the over. We had Joel Clatt on the show this morning on the radio program saying he thought the final score would be something like 45-42. to 42. Uh, I like, I really do, the breakdown here uh, as it pertains to, uh, to what's likely to happen in this game. I like Ohio State plus 8.5 and, and the over. Alright? That's my pick on tonight's game. Uh, by the way, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York while we're talking about Corona Bros, one of the peak Corona Bros out there has now come out and said that he was wrong effectively in the way that he has been behaving in the state of New York. Quote from New York Governor Andrew Cuomo this morning. We simply cannot stay closed until the vaccine hits critical mass. The cost is too high. We will have nothing left to open. We must reopen the economy but we must do it smartly and safely. That's what I've been arguing since April. All the Corona bros have been telling me that's an unacceptable argument. Now the king or at least the duke in waiting Uh, the crown prince whatever you want to call him of the Corona Bro Brigade Andrew Cuomo he and Governor of California Newsom have been dueling back and forth over who can be the most draconian. Now Andrew Cuomo is coming out let me repeat he's saying the exact same thing that I have been saying to all of you since April. Since April we've known all of this data certainly by May. This is the Corona Bros that have been saying oh you don't care about anybody else. You want everybody to die. What about my grandma? That's what they've all been saying. And here is Andrew Cuomo saying the exact same thing that I've been saying since April. We simply cannot stay closed until the vaccine hits critical mass. The cost is too high. We will have nothing left to open. We must reopen the economy but we must do it smartly and safely. That's the exact same thing that I've been saying for months. That's what the President of the United States said. That's what anybody who is anti-Corona bro has been saying. Finally, people out there, even Corona bro Democrats are recognizing that the lockdowns are a failed strategy. They don't save lives. They destroy the economy and they cost us lives because people are losing their jobs and they're not able to support their family. I feel like, like, like my mind is just exploding here that there now aren't even the Corona Bros are all coming around and recognizing that what I've been arguing is right. The data was clear. The facts have been readily apparent for months. And now the election's over and it can't be hung around the President of the United States uh, neck as a huge failure and it's probably coincidental that suddenly 
Democratic governors are like, oh, you know what? These lockdowns don't make a lot of sense. It's time to go back to opening up our economies and letting people go back to work. Probably just a coincidence that all that happens right now. Uh, all right. Doug Peterson has been fired by the Eagles. Uh, they just said that he was going to keep his job a couple of weeks ago. You had the fallout over his decision to pull Jay, uh, Jalen Hurts and play Nate Sudfeld. And now Doug Peterson officially fired. That means that seven jobs are now open. And my immediate takeaway when I saw this was it's easier to fire a coach than to acknowledge that you signed a quarterback to a bad contract. It's easier to get rid of Doug Peterson less costly than it is to figure out what to do going forward with Carson Wentz who you signed to a massive contract and it doesn't have a lot of value on that contract anymore going forward. So after a 4-11-1 season Doug Peterson is out. A new coach will come in. Will Jalen Hurts be the future of the Eagles? Will they decide that the future of the Eagles is still Carson Wentz? Stay tuned to find out the drama in Philadelphia. It's amazing how quickly Doug Peterson went from being the greatest thing that's ever existed to Philadelphia Eagle fans to being fired. It doesn't seem that long ago that the Philly special was called with he and Nick Foles and now both of them feel like they are effectively finished Uh, as major players in uh, the NFL universe at least for now. Uh, Okay, reactions to all of the games that went on in the wild card. I went to the Ravens-Titans game and uh, I had a really, really good time there. Got to take my 10-year-old. Some of you saw the picture. I was on the sunny side of the stadium. It was not bad other than the Titans losing to the Ravens. The loss from the Titans didn't even sting that much because what was frustrating was Mike Vrabel's decision to punt on 4th and 2 from the 40. There's absolutely no way to justify that decision that he made. Uh, All of the metrics say you have to go for it there. It's frustrating that the offense was what led this team all year. Props to the Ravens for shutting down the Titans' offense. But to only put up 13 points and only give up 20 to the Ravens, I gotta be honest with you. I would have lost so much money and I didn't have a good gambling weekend in the NFL playoffs anyway but I would have lost so much money if I had bet on the Titans if you had told me in advance that the Ravens were only going to score 20 points. I would have thought the Titans would have won that game potentially by double digits if the Ravens were only going to score 20 points. But the Ravens are on. They get to go head-to-head with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. The NFL nearly blew a call late against the Bills. Uh, with that fumble that I thought was a fumble the Colts had. As a result, the Bills were fortunate to win this game. They actually got outgained by the Colts. We'll see how they perform against the Ravens this weekend. Uh, the Bears are a no-show. I don't know what the future of Mitch Trubisky is, but the Saints finally advanced. They've had three straight seasons uh, end on the final play of the game. Can they go ahead and keep winning? I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Tom Brady rolling into town. Brady looks like an ageless wonder right now. That Bucks offense is playing very, very well. Uh, I, the Saints defense is playing outstandingly well. Uh, we will see what happens in that game. Third time, potentially the charm for the Bucks. Meanwhile, the Rams took down Russell Wilson and the Seahawks an upset special there from LA. They brought in Jared Goff to be able to uh, take over the responsibilities when the starter, uh, John Wolford, got injured. And uh, the Seahawks, how good did they start with Russell Wilson? What happened to that offense? Even with DK Metcalf, they fell apart down the stretch. Uh, I like the the Packers to handle the Rams uh, in Lambeau. 
And uh, I think I just hit all of those different games. Oh, the Browns. The Browns with a fantastic win against the Steelers. They were the most impressive team. In fact, this morning, I ranked the teams somewhere. Was it over here? I ranked the teams on one of my yellow legal pads in the order in which I thought they played in terms of quality. I'll do that right now for you again. I thought the Browns were the best team in the NFL wildcard, super wildcard round. I thought that the Rams were the second best team, all right, in terms of the teams that won. In third place, I have got the Saints. In fourth place, I put the Bucks. Fifth place, the Ravens. And sixth place, the Bills, all right? So, the big takeaway here is it's a little bit like the NCAA tournament. It doesn't matter how you look as long as your team stays somewhat healthy and you win. But in order of impressiveness, and I watched all six of these games, Props to Nickelodeon for the job they did, by the way, uh, with the Bears and Saints game on Nickelodeon. I watched it with my six-year-old. He thought it was pretty cool, the sliming and everything else. Made sports seem fun again. Sometimes the NFL can seem very, very serious and corporate-like. Browns as the best performer. Rams as the second best. Saints as the third best. Bucks as the fourth best. Ravens as the fifth best. And Bills as the sixth best. Interesting the way that the playoffs are breaking down now. The AFC is all young gunners. Three of the AFC playoff teams are led by third-year quarterbacks. Congrats to Baker Mayfield, uh, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson on getting their first wins in the playoffs. Then you have uh, sitting out there on the outside Patrick Mahomes who's still super young and is the best of those four. On the other side, Drew Brees, old guy. He's my age, 41 years old. Tom Brady, 43. Believe it or not, he's two years older than me. And also, you've got Aaron Rodgers and then you've got Jared Goff who's sliding in uh, to the equation as the additional quarterback in the mix going forward. Uh, But to me, it's a changing of the guard in the AFC. The old guys are hanging on in the NFC and Brady, to me, looks like he has several years remaining to be sure. Okay, big topic here. Big Tech. I wrote a column. I hope all of you have gone out and read it. But before I get to that column, I want to tell you, you know where I wrote the column from? This chair. This chair right here. I'm working 12 hours or more every single day. Seven days a week. You run a business like I do. You got a daily radio show, daily television show. I do this with you. I write a lot of different content that I'm producing on a day-to-day basis and also being on top of elsewhere. So, What does that require? A great chair. Comfortable. Productive. If you're now working from home and you're out of the office as I know many of you are massaging, heat, how much difference can where you're sitting make to the amount of work you can get done a massive amount. This is the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in. It molds to my back gives me lower back support. Uh, It is fantastic. I can turn on the massage chair. It's like back in the day when you were a kid and you could go to Sharper Image. This chair is fantastic and you can get it yourself at xchair.com slash clay. That's the letter X chair.com slash clay. Let's talk about big tech and why it matters. Okay? Over the past several days there has been a reaction to the U.S. Capitol protest fueled by Uh, right-wing supporters of Donald Trump who believe that the election was not fair. I'm not getting into the particulars of any protest, right? Uh, My position on protest has been consistent unlike a lot of other people out there. It has been 
if protesters break the law they need to be arrested and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But what is happening now is to me a far bigger threat than any man or any business can actually provide in the American marketplace of ideas. This stat I couldn't believe. Simultaneously in concert via what I believe is collusion which would violate antitrust law listen to all of the places that have suddenly decided to ban Donald Trump. Alright? I'm reading from a list. Facebook Twitter Google Spotify Snapchat Instagram Shopify Reddit Twitch YouTube TikTok Pinterest All of those platforms are either banning or restricting access to the President of the United States Donald Trump. Regardless of what your politics are this is collusion. This is big tech going full on antitrust in terms of its impact on the marketplace of ideas. I'm not a particularly strong partisan. Okay? I don't sit around worried what somebody thinks about abortion or religious rights or Uh, or what you think about school choice or anything else. I am a big believer in the marketplace of ideas. And some people out there say, well, these private companies have terms of service and if you violate those then you can be banned and it's not a big deal. I disagree and let me explain why. First of all, I think almost everybody listening to me would agree that China which has the Great Wall of China internet blockage is not in any way doing things that equate with human rights or basic First Amendment freedoms. China is restricting its citizens' access to the internet as a governmental entity. That is something that is not allowed for the United States government to do. Okay? But the default effect of big tech companies deciding what you can and cannot read when they are colluding together in an antitrust sphere like is going on right now is a fundamental violation of American law and I also believe it violates the spirit and principle of the marketplace of ideas which holds that as many of us as possible in a democratic society need to be engaging in debate so that we can determine what the best course of action is at all. That means that our debate can be antagonistic. It can be robust. It can be uninhibited. It can at times make people's feelings hurt. But that is what is required in order to advance the cause of liberty and allow a uh, democracy to flourish in a tech age. Let me explain what's going on and why we are in a different route ending up at the same place that China is. I am far more terrified of the idea of right and wrong opinions than I am of any opinion however much I may disagree with it. I will defend to the ends of the earth your opinion even if I disagree with it. You're right to that opinion even if I disagree with it. What we are seeing now and I'm going to use Parler as an example here. Parler was because a lot of people say well if you don't like Twitter's terms of service then start your own internet site that balances out uh, uh, your opinions in a different way and you can compete in the marketplace. That's what capitalism is. Well that's what Parler did. Parler if you're not familiar with it created its own app that was going to embrace freedom of speech more more than Twitter and they were going to allow an uninhibited and robust debate there. It became the number one most popular app on the App Store 
until Apple and Google both simultaneously decided that you, you out there, no matter who you are, should not be allowed to download Parler at all. As part of that, they also then went to Amazon, critics of Parler did, and they said, hey, Amazon Web Services, you should not be hosting Parler at all. You should shut this down. So trillion dollar companies, Amazon, Apple, and Google, all colluded and conspired at the exact same time to decide to take down Parler. What did they cite as justification? The fact that some users of Parler were attempting to set up protests against the election results. So, I use Parler. I put up a picture of my family at Harry Potter World. I share the columns that I write at OutKick. I haven't fomented rebellion. I haven't even tried to set up any kind of protest for anything on the face of the planet. Most people use social media without violating the law. Some do not. That doesn't mean you shut down the entire site. Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram were filled all summer long with people setting up protests on behalf of Black Lives Matter. Many of those protests turned violent. Buildings were burned down. People were killed. No one suggested that Facebook and Twitter and all of these other social media sites Instagram and the like should be shut down because some people who protested committed violent crimes and the protests were being organized on those apps. In fact, it would have been called racist and fascist and authoritarian in nature if anyone had even suggested that those apps should be shut down to prevent people from being able to exercise their First Amendment rights, meet with each other, and go out and protest. See, what gets people fired up who don't appreciate me, and there are a lot of those people, is they don't understand that there's a logic behind what I argue. I'm not making a decision content-based discrimination-wise based on whether I agree with you on any political issue at all. I'm simply saying that the role of companies should be, and the federal government, to apply an even standard that is content neutral in terms of what speech is permitted and what speech is not permitted. This becomes significant because Parler is doing what everybody argues Parler should do. Creating a competitor to Twitter. But when the Apple App Store and Google both say you can't get this app on your phone and when Amazon Web Services then say we refuse to host your, uh, your site on our servers, how in the world can a company compete when they are being disallowed to compete by major for-profit tech companies that are all colluding together? This is a monstrous antitrust issue. And it should concern you because the marketplace of ideas is where new ideas come from. Things that used to be on the fringe become more mainstream. In fact, for small opinions, minority opinions, the marketplace of ideas is even more valuable than it is for majority opinions. Because majority opinions have protection often under politicians or political positioning whereas minority positions are often considered outside the mainstream. The way they fight their way into the mainstream is through the marketplace of ideas. So if you are cheering Donald Trump being banned from all those different companies I just ran through 
or if you are cheering Parler not being able to reach its audience you are engaging in an incredibly dangerous and censorious act that may one day redound upon you. And in a larger context what we have created is a Chinese wall inside of America where American big tech companies are doing what the American government would not be able to do under our existing law. China and the United States are ending up with a significantly regulated internet which people in positions of power are making decisions about what people can and cannot see. I disagree with it completely. And we have to be careful. The idea when we started to open up China was that we were going to make China more like America. But what if the end result is we are making America more like China? And if you are Jeff Bezos, the head of Amazon or you are the head of Google Sundar Pishal, I believe or if you are the head of Apple and you are Tim Cook how do you sleep at night? How do you sleep at night if you are Jeff Bezos and you initially founded a book company which God knows he loves to read and Amazon has now engaged with their shutdown of Parler in the largest technological equivalent of a book burning in the 21st century. All of the people who want to be engaged in the democratic process on that site are not allowed to do so because of the decision making of Jeff Bezos. Amazon is a book burning company effectively in a technological age. Apple they don't make content that upsets China but they won't let people debate ideas inside of America. Apple is becoming China. And how about Google? They said in their founding documents when they went public years and years ago that their, their goal was to not be evil. To do no harm. If your goal is to organize all the information on the planet how can you organize all the information on the planet when you are excluding people based on their political beliefs from being able to be involved in all the information on the planet? This is a monstrously large and huge story. Maybe the most important story going on right now in the 21st century. Our courts need to examine the antitrust issues raised by the powers of these trillion dollar tech companies. Our politicians need to be willing to stand up to these same tech companies and not worry about the issues that those tech companies are going to raise to them going forward. And our American citizens need to be aware that if the President of the United States can be deplatformed and not allowed to speak to his audience on all the social media platforms why in the world are you any different if they decide to deplatform you they can do it just as easily way more easily considering what they've already done to the most powerful man in the free world. This is a big deal. Go read my column about it. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate all your support at OutKick. FanDuel.com slash Clay to get your bets in. Even money on Alabama if you like the Tide or $5 to win $125 if you're a new user. FanDuel.com slash Clay. And finally, I want to thank Jason Whitlock for all the work that he did at uh, OutKick. 
I appreciate his work. I appreciate the time that we spent together and I'm very proud of what we produced on the site. I wish him the best of luck at his new location as he has decided to move on. I'm sure that he'll be sharing that information with you in the near future. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I will see you guys tomorrow and also on television in a few minutes to break down even more so from a gambling perspective the Alabama-Ohio State game. Appreciate all of you and thank you for your support of Outkick. This has been Outkick, the show.